0: Passing Dimes is proud to welcome a new partner to the show, Momentum Pro Camps. Momentum Pro Camps runs volleyball camps across Ontario, bringing professional athletes, coaches and resources to communities, clubs and partners. Momentum's mission is to inspire and develop high performers for life, and they're doing just that. Unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Momentum has suspended all programming until permitted by local public health recommendations. However, they have developed incredible future programming for athletes to benefit from, and are excited to share it with all of you when we can play again. Follow us on social media at MomentumProCamps for updates and details on future programs or email us at contact at MomentumProCamps.com. Stay excellent, friends.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Sharp Cuts. We're here with my, myself, Garrett May, Josh Nickel, and the legendary Olympian, Olympic bronze medalist, Marquise. Welcome to the show, Mark. We were gonna have on the big shooter, my biological father, John May, but he had an urgent, urgent boat trip. That he had to, do. he couldn't cancel. He couldn't get out of. He had to go to. So, you know, that's how it rolls on this show. Unprofessional, but uh, how are you doing, Mark? Welcome to the show.
2: I'm doing fine. I wish I was on a boat trip, but uh, oh no! I, I no, I like, mean that. I think
1: we. All, I mean, that's the commentary on sharp cuts. Everyone wishes they were actually doing something fun, but hey, we're stuck here.
2: <laughs> no, nice to see you and Josh again, Garrett. I saw you both at the beach just yesterday. So it's. I can't say it's been a while. That's true, we're all
1: out here working hard. Um, well, I shouldn't say that, Josh, because I'm not seeing you sweat much when you're down there, are you, bud?
3: No, Garrett, <laughs> we, we've discussed this. Leadership to me is giving it to other people, so I just like to facilitate <laughs> and create this culture, this organization, but really the athletes, they're the ones being empowered, Garrett. Well, you hey. should try sometime. You should try letting the athletes have some power. You you might enjoy it.
1: No, not a, not a, not a chance whatsoever. Can't let them announce
2: his son, um, your court, Garrett, you were like pounding balls. Who was that? Was she like a 14 year old? 14 <laughs> year old, you were yep. hammering balls and screaming at. I thought, wow, that was pretty pretty intense. Yeah, actually, she's 12. Walked. You
1: um, and I was, yeah, I did not hold back. I mean, you should know. I 17. You athlete, been training. Mark, you're down there with uh, with your son training. Now, we have to get this off out of the. Right away. I mean, we got a lot of cool stuff we want to talk about, but let's. there's some tension. I can feel it between you two guys because there's a tournament coming up. And when this show airs, the tournament will have been finished. <laughs> so we kind of have a weird time loop here. But, Mark, you're Mark. playing. Josh, your guys are going. I mean, predictions, guys, because we'll see when the show airs who was right. Mark, are you going to pummel some
2: national team boys? Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's <what> I- <laughs> I take all those national team guys and I give them a lesson. I've done it it for years. Just because I'm 52 doesn't mean I I can't still do it. (laughs) Uh, Now, Garrett,
3: there's there's a ripple effect already because – Marquise is playing with Marcus Lahis and it's going to be a great team. They've actually pushed some teams down in the rankings. So now we've got national team guys in the qualifier and they're not too happy (laughs) about it. So when we do match up, it's going to be Hold on, stop everything.
1: So Mark entering the tournament is pushing national team guys into the qualifier.
3: It did. it did. At least one team, maybe two. And, oh. and Garrett, obviously, Austin Valius, who you know really well. Austin is in the qualifiers. So so Mark is living off this 1996. And don't get me wrong, he's a great time for Canadian volleyball. But he's still I, hitting wild cards in
2: 2021, Garrett. I've been milking that thing for 25 <laughs> I don't see a stop to it. It's just going to keep on going. Josh, explain to me this, though. Because, you know, I'm one team, my son and I, Marcus. How am I pushing multiple national teams into the qualifier. Just fear.
1: No, it's just fear. Like they actually (laughs) elected to be in the qualifier because they need to get their head straight.
3: What I'm trying to do, Mark, is just start telling the story. So when they do match up, they're not going to be like, oh, we're playing against Marquis, and that's his son Marcus over there. And they're going to start like, now I want to get them scared early. So on Wednesday, they know. So by Saturday or Sunday when it happens, they're going to be like, ooh, I've been waiting for this chance all week. This is going
2: to be the best (laughs) part of my week. It won't catch them by surprise you're, you're ruining my 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 ace in the in the hole well hey nobody's here in this show
1: until the tournament's done so check the results online now mark you got any chirps in the bag I mean you can share them now I'm mean, actually maybe you should hold that back because Josh might go tell these guys actually what you're planning
2: well you know I'll play it by ear because there's a part <laughs> that just wants to be my my normal steady self boring. Oh. But there's also a part of me that just wants to ham it up, like, you know, like this show, and like you described how we're supposed to be on this show. There's a part of me that just wants to, you know, just soak up the moment. I'm playing with my son. It's a bucket list item for me, to play with your son in a in a you know pro or semi pro event, and I just want to just want to smile and laugh at it. I, I really have no idea, the level that I'm at. I mean, I played a a grand what was it called a grand slam or a grand. Grand Prix on uh, the OVA. Maybe Not important. Four or five years ago. And uh, yeah, I've, I could compete, but I did have Maverick Hatch and we did a lot of two balls. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, you know, uh, but we'll see how it all shakes out. I, I'm going to have some fun and I'm going to compete. And I just want to get through it without any major injuries. That's, that's goal number one. <laughs> so,
1: Josh, he actually talked about this last week and it's kind of perfect. Thank you for listening, by the way, if you're with us, hit that subscribe button, follow us podcast, of course, welcome to the show. But we talked about this last week about how getting like the secret training in the morning, getting there early. So on Tuesday this week, I'm there early doing a little training session, secret training. Mark shows up after me, but before everyone else. And I I noticed, because I, I, we talked about it, I noticed when you walked up, Josh, with the boys. And Mark and Marcus are full sweat, just two guys, full balls everywhere, like just full into the middle of their training session as these guys are lazily walking up. Did you bring it up? Was it a topic? Did you cover it at all? Because we talked about it last week.
3: Uh, I, I may have misplayed the situation because I, I know they saw it. But at that time, Garrett, I don't think the full list was out or certainly the rankings were out. So I think they knew that uh, that Mark and his son Marcus were registered. But I don't think they knew that they were the ones who received the wild card and it kind of shuffled things. But uh, I maybe misplayed that because we, we amalgamated our next-gen group and our summer group into one session. So we didn't actually go till 10 o'clock. So we're like starting the day kind of slow. Maybe I can hide it that we were... I mean, more heat acclimation than you guys because you go so early. It's cooler at the beach. I don't know what I could like brush this off as, but uh, yeah, I can tell everybody had one eye on you guys, but uh, I, I did not address it that time, Garrett. No,
2: I phoned ahead. I said, you know, what's Marcus? Find out what the closest court to the national team courts that <laughs> go okay so, it was all a, a big plan so no,
1: I you didn't like Josh point them out right as Mark's getting up and pounding one full <laughs> celebration push-ups like sprint like sweating at that per- that didn't happen
3: no we're trying to beat this guy I'm a big fan of him but I'm, I'm loyal to my guys here Garrett I want them to get the results I'm not here to celebrate Marquise, I'm here to compete with the guy
2: I'm not sure how how excited they'll be about um, you know beating a 52 year old and, and an 18 year old, but um, hey. Oh, that's the good.
3: I love
1: yeah. No, that's a good one too. Like you see them celebrate. Hey, what? Like I'm 52. What do you? <laughs> uh, I, I'm
2: interested seriously. So there, me getting into the main draw. My Marcus and I getting into the main draw. Honestly, there was a national team that got bumped out. Like who?
3: I'm interested. Uh... Mitchell Norris okay. who f- took a f- took a fifth at the last uh Grand Prix is playing with Evan Filardo, who's never played on the Quebec Tour event so he has zero points so obviously they they wanted to apply for a wild card but when you're a promoter and you're looking over the wild card applications if you've got a three-time olympian or or a queens player and a uft player like i think that's a pretty good decision I, i'm not mad at the well, decision I'm just i am just mean even if you don't have an, an olympian on the other side day.
1: you see a queens player and a uft player i mean they're going straight down <laughs> i mean we've been through this on this show before so i mean mark was getting in no question but maybe they didn't have to put those guys down but they were just like nah nah, nah get down there
2: well,
3: I, and Austin Valius, he's in the qualifier too, Garrett. So there, there's some he names absolutely the deserves to be even, there.
1: Okay, you got to give no special treatment to the maze or anybody in that family. You got to make them
2: earn it. Yeah, no. I, I when I applied for the wild card, I just you know I applied you know by email, and then I attached a resume, and I said you know <laughs> anybody else that might have a better resume, let me know. But uh, you know. I <laughs>
3: And I have uh, some black and white 8x10s. It was
2: five pages, 10, pages long, games, just straight
3: <laughs> bullet points.
2: I may have sent an older video of my, you know, what's <laughs> seven uh, highest jump touch. Uh, yeah, it might have been from a while back, but uh, 10 and
3: time I, national champion, whatever. all that good stuff, you know. How many times? I think it was 10, was it not? Is it more than 10? No,
2: I, I, I think it is 10. I thought you said seven. I'm like, no, no. Oh, I it,
3: think it's 10.
1: <laughs>
2: oh okay yeah
1: yeah josh clearly <laughs> didn't see it um okay now obviously it hasn't happened yet so if you're listening check the results what's the tournament even named guys i think some of our listeners maybe not even know i clearly don't really even know that well what's it called so we it's can Celtic. see what the hell happened
2: cup celtique or coop celtique something like this yeah
1: Okay. Check it out. You'll see what actually happened. Wild. So, but we can move on because that actually hasn't happened yet. But speaking of something else that hasn't happened yet, and I'm kind of really curious and eager to talk with Mark about this for two reasons, because I think it's incredibly exciting one and two, I'm incredibly jealous. Um, and that is Mark, you're going to be the voice for Canadian volleyball at the Olympics for beach volleyball. Am I right? Like you're going to be on there? Uh, is it every Canadian match? Like, t- talk to us about what we can expect for for you and what we can hear. You, where we can hear you.
2: Well, this is the um, the third Olympics that I've been hired as the uh, as the analyst. Um, so there's you know a, a professional play-by-play person, and at each Olympics I've been paired up with a different play-by-play person. This time it's um, Claire Hanna, who's a former indoor national team player she's in the industry and works out in, uh, in Regina um, with CTV I believe and, and maybe a little bit with CBC she was just in Europe um, three weeks at the world championships covering the hockey world championships and then she went over to to VNL the Nations League and called three more weeks of indoor volleyball so uh, yes she'll be the voice and I'm you know uh, the color commentary as, as as you may call it so she'll talk during the rallies and then as soon as the ball's down, I'm asked to give my two cents. And, yeah, it's the third time doing it. And, um, yeah, it's 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 not an easy thing for me to do, but um, I enjoy it. It's two weeks watching my favorite sport. And um, yeah, and this time we got some, yeah, some exciting things to cover. I mean, last time we had four Olympic teams, Canadian teams. This time we're down to two, but there seems to be a pretty – uh, you know, a little more uh, electricity in the air and enthusiasm about the metal chances of these two teams.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, I'm really reassured for our fans, Josh, and we've talked about this before, like that we're going to have two volleyball people on commentary and anal- analysis on On the broadcast here in Canada, because it's so frustrating when you get like even one volleyball person and a non volleyball person on there, or even two people who have no idea what they're talking about with volleyball. So, I mean, I'm thankful. Mark, we've heard you before in previous Olympics. Obviously, you've done an amazing job. Um, Are we expecting to hear you for every match that's on television, or is it just Canada, or like Uh, what, where can we
2: expect? uh, I think there's about close to 100 matches total. And, you know, so there's 10 matches a day for about, 10 days, a give or take one or two. Don't quote me on that. Um, And we usually, of the 10 matches in one day, we usually have to call about seven or eight of them. You know, six, seven or eight of them. That's a long day, man. Yeah, well, it's going to be a long night because all the matches are Oh, my gosh. We start at about nine at night, our time, and then we go four straight. So we'll stop around one. We get an hour break, and then it's two, three, and four in the morning, and then we get a couple hour break, and then it's I think six, seven, and eight, or seven, eight, and nine in the morning, and then I, I hope there's good curtains in the hotel room across the street because we'll try to catch some uh, some Z's. Um, yeah, crazy schedule, but uh, yeah, it, it, if you did it, you'd be like wowed and i'm getting paid for this like this is what i want to do anyways thanks for
1: bringing that up mark because i do i would love to do it and i mean but i'm not doing it you're doing it so i mean great but um so like
2: are you well send in your resume and see how it compares just like these wild cards yeah if i'm
1: competing against if i'm competing against you yeah i don't know but uh hey i I thought you were gonna say you're gonna do it all night and then head into work for the day and just just do it but that seems like a yeah, bit much
2: possible canuck stuff might you know might have some vip customers coming in the national team <laughs> they might need, some they stuff, need you. <laughs> but i may have to hoof it up to canuck um but i'm open to um have a couple of weeks off from the store we'll see
3: okay now uh, um, we gotta ask him the, the tough question because i think you've done a good job on the show i'm still dipping my toe in but mark do you ever find when you're being uh, a commentator an analyst? that it's hard to be critical because you have so much love and respect for these players and we do have personal relationships with them. But do you feel like if Melissa is not getting it done, like you can say like what's happening and you can have an honest opinion?
2: Yeah. Oh, no, they, they want that. They love it. When I, when I you know say something that, that doesn't always compliment them. It's, it's not authentic if you're always saying, you know, everything great about them. So they're giving uh, you
1: feedback like on that immediately.
2: Well, there's a producer in your ear all the time and I ask him to be turned off and communicate through the play-by-play because you know I've been in the middle of a thought before and then they start talking either to the play-by-play person or somebody else or maybe to me but it was very distracting and um, I just asked you know m- maybe turn the producer off and if you really need me get you know get go through the the professional over here because I'm trying to focus on what I want to say but I, I did you know, we get reviewed after every match or every day. I can't remember exactly, but uh, they, they specifically like when I'm, you know, not always complimenting them or I, I say, you know, she needed to do that or she didn't she didn't come through. You know, why? You know, and question things. They they love that. So, uh, you know, I I mean, there's a lot to compliment. There's, there's so much good stuff going on. But I mean, hey, sometimes
1: sometimes well, it's absolute trash. Like it's going to be the Olympics, but it's not necessarily going to be all sunshine and roses.
2: Well, there might be a few tough rallies um, at <laughs> <but, yeah. laughs> Garrett. Um, you know, there, there's a certain amount of uh, diplomacy that you might have to uh, um, present it with. Mm,
1: maybe that's because, why I'm not getting the call for anything is because that's that's a tough skill.
2: Um, yeah, it's, it's not sharp cuts. That's, let's put it that mm. way. You, you know, you, there's, there's a way to- So people um,
1: are actually just... listening is what you mean by it's not sharp
2: cuts. <laughs> There's some viewership, yeah. There is. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. All right okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, it's you just have to mix. You, you have to be truthful, and you have to be into it, and, and passionate, and uh, love what you're doing. And yeah, of course, there's going to be some things that criticize. They, you know, they they totally blew that that decision. Why do why do, why would they go back at right at hey when they they had it, you know, on the on his partner, they get had had been, had him in the tank. They came out of that. Time out, and they they totally blew it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I terms probably not, but I would definitely question a strategy that was you know to me a, an obvious thing or an obvious wrong move.
1: Yeah, kind of the same stuff. I remember you giving me when I'd come back from match. You'd have a whole list of very diplomatic ways to tell me what I did well and what I didn't do well. So I mean, it sounds like pretty similar. And you, yeah, I mean, you're obviously great at it. I, I'm curious too, because like they obviously you can't say whatever you want commentary is a big thing but you like you're the voice of our sport right people who don't know volleyball they need you to kind of carry that and bring people through uh educate them maybe or whatever but you know <clears throat> what i find is missing as a volleyball person is like you know i was watching the indoor on CBC and you know they're they're talking about the intricacies of our game, and they're just kind of glossing over it a little bit. Like they're not necessarily getting into into it. Like with the refs, for example. Like if you see a bad call, are they telling you, "Hey, no, we can't." Like we can't talk about the refs like that. Or are they saying, "No, hey, this is great. Like let's let's feed that controversy. Let's tell the story."
2: Well, they want us to be decisive. Uh, and speaking of that, at match point in London. Yes.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
2: With- when Emmanuel, yeah, and um, and Ricardo were playing against uh, no, so Emmanuel. It was
3: Alisson that year, Alisson. and it was the Germans.
2: Yeah, All right. It was I, in I right. It. Um, I I thought I saw something jump. I did too. But uh, here's what happened because he hit it cross court. The Germans, you know, sold that it was out. S- something jumped, and this is match point, gold medal point at the Olympics and you know RJ Broadhead was was the play by play and he says you know it's out the the referee called it out it, it it was out and you know the germans are celebrating and then they go to a replay and in my mind I'm thinking like I don't I'm not do either. that <laughs> but the producer ignored my usual um, request not to talk to me he said be decisive and you know I had to it was a great it was a great uh, some feet, you know timely feedback, because I just said, and the line doesn't jump, because just as they showed it, it, the sand... So I I think it was out, but I didn't know it was out until I showed it, and the sand kind of jumped back onto the the line. So you
1: think even now that it was out, and you made a great call in saying, hey, be decisive, all right, it's out. No, they're not taking this back.
2: So I said, you know what? He said, be decisive, and then they showed the ball, just land, just out, the sand jumped, and maybe... Maybe you know flickered the line, but it was definitely after. It. And I said, "And the line doesn't jump." And in the background, Reckerman was jumping. I said, "But the Germans do." Said, <laughs> so I,
1: so uh, in your debrief after, is your producer going, Mark, that line you said about the line doesn't jump, but the Germans do? I mean, pure gold. Are we like? A, I mean, come on, that's
2: that's an Emmy right there, or whatever. Are we like right? If the producer didn't say. You know, be decisive. I would have questioned it. I said, "Well, you know," but the replay was right there, and um, I I was brief, and they were happy. Okay, so
1: obviously on Olympic point, well, it sounds like then, even if it's tight on Olympic point, you want to be clear and go with the result. Like, well,
2: necessarily the result. Just go with your with your call. Be clear. Right. He didn't say, agree with the with the ref. Right. Okay. He, be decisive. Now the problem, and we've already we're already preparing for it because you, you want to be ready to call the gold medal match and match point and you know you almost want to rehearse what you're going to say, but if you do, then it doesn't work. So you you just want to be in the moment. And the problem with the video replay, like think about it, if you're a, an opponent and you swung and hit it, and yeah, you definitely hit out, but you know you had a challenge left. Why wouldn't you just? Call the challenge and see if maybe, you know, maybe shirt brush the net or something. Um, and you're just going to ruin the moment. Yeah. <laughs> because you want to, oh, it's nah, yeah. Canada! And, oh, hold it a second. There's a challenge on the play. Like it just ruins
1: the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah.
2: But I know it's going to come because, you know, if it's me and I'm losing match point and I think there's even a remote chance that there was a possible net or something lucky that I may even see challenge, it's going to come, right? So, uh, yeah, that's that's the only concern that we have with this new challenge rule.
1: Okay. So Well, so what what are you going to do? Like, so match point, somebody challenges anyway. It's a bad challenge. You ham it up like, and that's the game. It's a fruitless challenge. You're just going for it because it's match point. It's gold medal. And then well, the, it comes back, the, the guy's <laughs> on the net, and you're like, oh, my God.
2: <laughs> the truth is it's not my call because I don't call. Okay. It's, right. it's the play call and so i but i just warned claire like you know be prepared if this happens um you know and then if they go to the replay or or the challenge in the video you know they might ask might be time for me to to say a few words but um i'm hoping that 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 the moment isn't ruined and the other challenge will be usually you let it breathe and they celebrate to the crowd the crowd's going crazy there's not going to be a crowd so it's it's you know I'm I'm interested to see how it all plays out. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be different, and we're just gonna like I said, just go in there and. All right. And, well,
1: let's get your take then while we're on it, Mark, because Josh and I argued a little bit about this. We're we're talking about no crowd or lack of crowd. I think Melissa Umana Paredes told us, uh, future Olympian for Canada at the these games, told us that uh, there's going to be a limited crowd. There's not going to be full crowd, but Japanese citizens are going to be allowed in limited capacity is what maybe that's changed. I think think, that's
3: changed.
2: That is, um, well, that's still up, up for conversation, but I believe they've removed even the local.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. So there, there's potentially no one. So Josh, I think that helps my point here. And uh, my, I was on the side of, Hey, that's going to change everything. It's going to give some teams an edge. Some teams not, it's going to influence the results some way. I think Josh was maybe saying it's maybe an equalizer and that nobody's really getting any sort of action. Um, or am I mischaracterizing that Josh? I don't want to throw you under the bus if that wasn't what you, but you were saying that, right?
3: I was saying that, and I think maybe Melissa and Sarah just found an advantage, and Brandy played in it, too. The AVP did an event with the court, but obviously no people around, so they've been in that experience, Alex and April. So maybe it'll affect the Europeans the most, because they've been playing in Ostrava, and which had looked like a full bleachers at their, their last four-star, right? So uh, I, I, I don't think it's as big a deal as we're trying to make it out to be, Garrett, but maybe it does affect some players.
1: Well, I'm making it a big deal. Cause I make most things a big deal, but I'm interested where I'm, you fall, Mark. Maybe you can be the tiebreaker or bury me completely. I'm taking a risk like you did with that call on game point. No touch. What's your call on uh, fans or not in the stands? How big of an impact?
2: I don't think it's much of an impact. Um, by the way, between the two of you, was that your take, Garrett? No, or, I, uh, no, it absolutely was not. I'm, I'm agreeing with Josh. Um, it, if it was in Rio and there's no Brazilian fans to cheer Alison and Bruno onto the gold medal, well, that's a different story. But we're in Japan. We don't expect that there's going to be too many Japanese teams in the in the final medal rounds. Uh, if there is, then it would be a disadvantage not to have your Japanese locals um, cheering you on. But um, I think there's. I, I think every player in that tournament has played in the last year and a half. Um, some tournament that has no has no fans, right? Uh, yeah, last two were you know in Switzerland and or last three in in Estrava and Sochi they they had fans, but Canadians and and the Americans were there as well. So yeah, I don't think it's a big as big a deal as um, as you may want to make it.
1: All right, well I'll, I'll swallow that. I'll eat that. The great Marquise is bearing me completely. It's fine, Mark. I mean, <clears throat> welcome to Sharp Guts, everybody. This is what you get here. Um,
2: Sorry, here. Yeah. Um, Actually, no,
1: not- no, you know, listen. It's, to- it's totally fine. I'm not upset at all. Uh, it's not a big deal. So, well, speaking of not an impact, who's gonna make an impact? Because Mark, obviously, you're doing the work. You're studying. I'm curious to see who knows more about the teams. Well, it's, hmm, uh, it's probably Josh because it's his job. But Mark, you're also <laughs> studying the teams because you got to call the games. You got to know some information on them. Maybe not necessarily the ins and outs of their game, but uh, I'm curious what uh, what maybe your thoughts and kind of previews are for, well, the Canadian content, but just the tournament as a whole.
3: He can probably be way more decisive. I feel like I've watched more video or read more stats on them, but he's probably got a more decisive opinion on this, that's for sure. Well, you're unsure, Josh. I just think everybody's good,
1: and I uh, hope everybody no, has a good time cut there. cut that crap, <laughs> everybody's good. Mark just said Japan's not going to be a threat. <laughs>
2: Um, you know, I, I, if you want to talk about the Canadians, I, I believe that we could have one or two teams on the podium. Uh, I, you know, I believe, and part of me, that's, the, and I can't be a Canadian fan on the air during the CBC. Oh, you can't? Brutal, you're on CBC. <laughs> they don't let you play homie? No. no, people
3: have accused Hockey Night in Canada being Leafs fans for years. You can definitely pick a side here. Uh,
2: they don't want us to be homers, and and, I, and the truth is, I don't want to be sounding like I'm just cheering for Canada too, because uh, you know there's a lot of teams that I respect and I'll enjoy watching, and I'm fans of. Um, so I, I just want to impartially enjoy it. Yes, of course I'm Canadian, and and I'm putting out the good vibes to for them. I would it would be a dream to to see a Canadian on the top of the podium at the Olympics, and I you know two teams at on the podium, that's never, we've never had that opportunity or that, um, that potential. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's a dream and I'm putting it out there and planting the seed and trying to cultivate the, the, the good vibes because that would be awesome. Um, and we've got some pretty amazing athletes. Uh, you know, all four of the, of the women, uh, Canadian women are just amazing and, and not just amazing skilled, uh, just amazing people they they're you know they've got something special and and that's what i noticed when i you know when i was a player and i walked into the world tour the the technical meetings you just look around and you just the energy the the character the, the quality of people in there it was just like you're you're wowed and you're inspired yeah yeah and our four canadians they've got something that special oomph that special quality that um I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they put it together at the Olympics in Japan and, and get onto that podium.
1: Well, that's exciting to hear, Mark. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, I believe it too. I'm with, I think we're all on board. I'm a little bit disappointed that you can't be bringing the home crowd mentality. I don't get that. C- well, sorry, CBC, but I mean like Canadian broadcasting company, like th- is it not, it's broadcasting Canada. Like what's the, risk there like when we're watching the olympics for hockey they're fully cheering like is there
2: maybe you can shed some insight well don't get me wrong everybody's cheering for the canadians we're all canadian but they're you know they just have a job to do to be impartial and and respect everybody and it's the canadian way um not that we can't get more excited when Mm, okay right i mean there's but there's a there's a there's a balance. So you're and not I,
1: going out there and you're no, saying, oh, this opponent, they're absolutely terrible. Canada's going to wipe the floor with them 100%. I mean, yeah, no, that would be not great.
2: Well, that's just not the truth, right? So th- it, I, that's why you don't want a bias to overtake the you know, the authenticity of the, of the broadcast. So, um, you know, I, I, when Melissa gets a dig and Sarah pounds it on two and, and it's a big point, I'll naturally get probably a little more excited. Right. Yeah, than, yeah with a Dutch player or something like that. Not that I have anything against the Dutch, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to naturally come out, but they just don't want it to be so, you know, biased and, o- and overtake the broadcast. So uh, it's a balance. Um, yeah.
1: No, okay. That, that makes more sense, right? You can just be energized. They just don't want you to like be saying falsehoods. They want everything to be true and keep it, keep it honorable, which I think we can all respect. It's the Canadian way.
2: And, you know, we're going to cover every Canadian match, and we're going to skip over some other uh, matches that aren't aren't Canadian. So, um, you know, there's already a little bias in there. But uh, so, you know, we're cheering for Canada, absolutely.
1: Well, I'm cheering for a Marquise absolute rip into somebody doing something <laughs> totally dumb. I'm looking for that. I'm going to be recording. I'm going to clip that for sure. I'm looking for it. Do
2: you have a certain player that you want me to specifically target um it sounds like you have a little something against some of the teams out there is there well i may
1: i mean there's some teams i used to play against who i am absolutely bitter at i mean i'm not gonna hide it that's maybe why i'm not qualified to commentate on anything because I'd be biased as hell like i'd be like oh this guy is terrible used to be garbage like you know um i think i'm kind of bitter towards the guys who eliminated canada i mean they made it and we didn't like that's probably tough i'm sure you're gonna to have to bring that up at some point right like that's a talking point yep. that's right okay
2: all right well give me your your hit list and we'll see what uh, no, I've, all I've, right all right you know?
1: well i'll have was, to get back to you on that i got it's a long list there's maybe 24 was, teams on there that are on my hit list so
2: i <laughs> i was thinking it might have been a team that you played in the past like you know you, you played alvaro in um, at the at the world champion junior world championship in the final, was he trash talking you through the net? Nah,
1: just... nah, he's a good guy. Uh, I am undefeated guy. against him, though. The,
2: the truth is, if you went one by one, all 96 athletes, it'd be pretty hard to say he's not a good guy or a good a good gal. Like they're 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 pretty quality people, um, and I don't know all of them. There's a few continental champions that I've you know never even seen play. Um, trying to do some research on them. But, um, you know, most of them, they're pretty quality players and, and people. I, I keep saying that, but it's it's the truth about our
1: well, that's nice of you, Mark. I probably wouldn't be that nice. And uh, I mean, it's Josh's job to break them down. So maybe you t- you two guys can educate me as the fan and maybe somebody doesn't know that much because on the men's side, I mean, we, we Canada missed out on having a team, but obviously the tournament's still going. It's one of the most watched sports like at the Olympics is volleyball and beach volleyball are super popular. People are going to be watching this stuff. Um, you know, regardless, yeah, Canada's not in it. But who, who, who do we like? Who are we looking for on the men's side to really do some damage? There's a lot of great teams out there.
3: Yeah. Well, I think the the timing of the tour right now, Garrett, has built some drama because I think. Two years ago, you'd you'd be foolish not to pick Mole and Sorum, like the run they've had. But they've shown that they can be defeated the last few tournaments. So I think it's it's adding to the story really recently to the Olympics, where like I said in 2019, you'd be like, oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna medal no matter what. They're gonna win probably like 70% chance. Now they've shown the, some flaws. So I, I think everybody's a little bit wide open on the guy side. Josh here.
1: hinting he's got the scouting reports that are gonna take do the damage, <laughs> but you can't send them at anybody, Josh.
2: No. <laughs> <sighs> Well, you know, and I did a little video of, of my favorites or, you know, the metal favorites oh. for CBC. It, it, it aired some, sometime and somewhere. Um, and, and afterwards, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through the teams. And I just, oh, I forgot. I forgot about Qatar. Yes. And now at the time, it, it was still before the last three European events where, but they had a good run in Cancun. They got some, you know, they got, we got to the finals, but they've kind of come out of nowhere. Uh not nowhere. They did they they caused a little bit of, of ripple effect in, in last year and mm-hmm. came from, strong, but you know, and one of them's been to the Olympics. But um, this year they are the hottest team. Like they've got six finals out of eight tournaments. Oh yeah. One of them one of them I think was a one-star to start the year, but let's say the last seven, they've got five finals out of seven events. Like there's nobody that's come close to that in terms of the consistency and how hot they are coming into the the olympics you have to now put them and they're the third seed uh you have to put them up your list if they weren't on it before which they weren't on mine you know a month and a half ago when i when i made that uh, that little video so right now i'm and, I, and i'm a fan i i watch them play they play it they play right like if there's a way to play beach volleyball with a, a mixture of passion skills like phenomenal skills uh, athleticism, uh, v- volleyball IQ, and just like a uh, a love for the game. Yeah, right. These guys. I mean, it's 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 always fun when you're in the finals, uh, playing that well. But these guys, no matter what is thrown at them, bad call, the down by a bun, they you know they just look at each other and they just fired up. I get fired up watching them. I, I, I can't wait to call one of their games because they're just totally. Into every rally, more so than, than any other team, I think. Right now, they're they're the team that I you know I I, I want to predict they'll be on the on the podium. Um, that's an obvious kind of jump on the bandwagon kind of thing because they're they're playing so well. But uh, I, I can't wait to call their matches.
1: No, I like that pick. I love that team as well. And Josh, I, they've inspired me to try to bring a better attitude to these this show, even to just live this show. Like, I just love it so much. And, it, no, it just hasn't been going well. I mean, it just, it's just not translating. It's been a real problem. But, I mean, we'll watch them in the Olympics for sure and uh, and see what they're able to do. I, I, yeah, Molen-Soram, I shouldn't say that, Josh, about them. I mean, those two teams are pretty hot, right? Like, um, they've done very well. They've had some great success. But you look down that list, and on the men's side, there's just so many... Great teams, like anybody's a threat. Really, we had great teams who could have been a metal threat eliminated, or who didn't even qualify because of country quota numbers. Right? Like, there's so many great teams out there. So, man, it's going to be some of those pool play games are going to be intense. Mark.
2: Yeah, no, there's some there's some real uh, pools of death, as they're calling it, uh, even on on the women's side. Canada having a Melissa's pool—that's a tough pool. Like they play their first match against the Dutch team, and that out of all the fourth-ranked teams in the eight pools—or sorry, in the six pools—that's the toughest draw, Uh, and 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 a tough draw to play in your first match Uh, because that team, even though they've they've uh, beaten them all three times they've played, it's always gone to to three and and double digits. Um, So it's you know and, and. and they got nothing to lose, these young Dutch girls. They weren't expecting, really, to qualify for the Olympics. They went through the continental circuit, and here they are. They're kind of like uh, what I would call a lucky loser, where you didn't qualify the first way, but you somehow got in through the through the continental circuit, and yeah. you're just going to play free.
1: Well, there's only two things that we hate in this world. is people intolerant <laughs> of other people's cultures. And the Dutch. I mean, so as if we drew them first round. Josh, I saw you making a face at Marquise. And how dare you roll your eyes? You're fact-checking Marquise right now, aren't you?
3: I feel like this you are back. Oh, they yeah, beat let's us go. just in pool play once. I'm looking it up. I swear we played them in pool play and that either went to a very deep three or they beat us. And I want to look this up because I, I know Marquise is a man of integrity. I want to make sure we get this right.
1: You want to make sure you call him out if he's wrong, is what I, you want to oh, do. Oh,
3: yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm just <laughs> clicking through here. I'm waiting.
2: Three times now. And every time it's a third set, you're right on that. But every time it's 15 to something more than 10, I want to say 12. 13 and maybe 13 again. I'm, I'm, or maybe a 10, but, um, gone to three each time. They're three and oh in the last, this year against them. See. This is
1: the kind of stuff you got to be have ready when you're the, you're the color commentary guy. Cause they're like, Hey, That's talk. True. You got to have stuff to talk about. Mark is ready to go. Mark, you're dialed in. Are you in your, like, is this where you're going to be commentating from? Like, are you in your space or what? Like, do you have your Not notes yet. right
2: next to you? Imagine what I am in my space and and have... (laughs) Yeah, you get the
1: suit on in the zone, man. Yeah, okay. Is is there whiteboards all around? Like, you got numbers or is it just locked up in the brain there?
2: Josh is going to be, like, at home now tweeting me, tweeting (laughs) to me and telling me any... Just waiting for me to slip up one time. Yeah, Josh Uh, and I are going to be watching... Like,
3: if you need somebody to slide a piece of paper across your desk, I can be listening to every episode (laughs) and just writing notes and I can... I can slide that in like in baseball when they come up with these just obscure stats. I can be the one to fill it in. You can be like, yeah, back in the the 2000 Olympics, uh, we did have an upset when the, the 12th seed did beat the 8th seed in the third set. I can look that up for you, Mark. I can be that
2: guy. Well, uh, and that, I'd love that. I'd love that because they love it when I pull things out. And half the time, they, they probably won't know if, I, if I'm making it up or not. But I, I you know.
1: Well, Josh will know because he'll be watching every game to fact check you and i'll be listening to find every time you chirp somebody but that hey well, you know we all watch for different reasons
3: if, if no mark not, is certainly right and and uh, this team they showed up on my radar because one they were they were a tough team to scout they do play a very unique style but yes they've taken us to 3 but you're, mark was right garrett they they've beaten us or, excuse me we've beaten them in 3 so uh, and the scores have been like 15-12 15-11 so mark knows his stuff garrett so this is a good sign i mean you're for, watching for excellence
1: in broadcasting here uh, from somebody yeah. On the show. And we're not going to name names, but some of us are bringing excellence in broadcasting. Others are pretenders.
2: Oh, and Josh, and I don't want to add insult to injury, but did you know that that the defender, Shun, her mother played at the Olympics for in beach volleyball for the Dutch? Did did you know that, Rebecca? (laughs) did not know oh, that so sorry, I know. all right, I
1: thought, all right. Because- okay now now you're just dunking on josh okay you dunked on him and then you're stepping over him after that and it's like okay it's a bit it's a bit hey i want that's what i want to see on cbc is the i want to Chiefs- see freaking marquis dunking on everybody hey well that's <laughs> not the way i did it when i was the bronze medalist at the olympics i need that yeah, that's coming. not going to get it done when i used to play, when i used
2: to play <laughs> Truth is, I was saving that little tidbit information for, you know, one of the, the time, you know, Friday night, next Friday night. But
1: now I just. No, no. Just, listen, Mark, it's totally I, fine. Our viewers, really- nobody's I'm watching. Sorry. So it's totally fine. I mean, if you are watching, thank you so much. I mean, thank you so much. You're here with Josh Nickel, Mark and Garrett May. Mark, take us into because you've won a bronze medal. Speaking of things you're going to dunk on people for on CBC. Are are you going to mention that you're a bronze medalist? Like if nobody says it in your intro, are you, do it, are, do you bring it up?
2: Well, you know, I I doubt that they won't mention it. Well, it's I hope it they. I mean, I hope the they, they remember. Reason, it might be the only reason I initially got the job, and maybe even the only reason that I'm holding on to the job. Hmm. Um, again, I've been milking it for 25 years now. Uh, that bronze medal. I believe they'll they'll mention something about it and and they'll ask for my opinion.
3: Um, I might even mention his fifth place finish at Celtic Garrett. Like maybe that'll be newsworthy too. We'll update the resume. here. You got to mention that, Mark. You got to say,
1: well, actually, I just placed fifth place at a Celtic. Or like you go play a tournament on the weekend, you take a game off and go play again, <laughs> then come back <laughs> into the booth. <laughs> <laughs> that shot is way worse than the ones I was hitting all day today in my tournament. By the way.
2: So if I got hired because of the bronze in Atlanta, I could get fired for the any mention of, of you know playing a, a tournament at 52. I don't think they care about me as an athlete anymore, um, more as a former athlete, I think. But uh, hey, I, you know I could be wrong. Okay,
1: uh, I was going somewhere uh, with that. Um, I promise. You've been there you've you've podiumed you've made it i mean we got canadian teams i mean if you're listening and you're from another country you got your team you're rooting for right everybody's going in but it's a whole different beast right and like the olympics compared to an fivb event the matches are way more spread out you know playing one match at a time you're on the center court every time there's the cameras everything you got way more time to prepare um you know how what are these teams looking to do over and above what they do normally to try to manage this and actually get on the podium, right? Because we talked with TJ Sanders a little bit about this um, in the indoor side because they're just trying to make – what did they say, Josh? The semi? They're just trying to be – or a quarter. No, they said a quarter. No, they're trying to make
3: their quarter final rested,
1: healthy, ready to go yeah. at 100%. So they're Quater trying to make it out of pool like go and
3: be in them. a quarter.
1: They don't care. Like They just got to get there. And it's a little bit different for them because, you know, you got a lot more pool play games, you got the quarters, right? You don't care about your matchup as much, but in beach, you got a lot less losses you can take and a few more early round games. But there's so much time, right? We're on the FIVB tour. You may be used to playing your first round game. And then in a few hours, you're playing your second round game where now this time between your pool play match, between your next match, you got like maybe a full day, two nights rests, maybe before that next match, which is, or maybe I'm getting that wrong, but which is super key. Like, how does that change things? And, you know, what what do these teams got to do And for our Canadian women to, like, really bridge that gap and get the job done?
2: Well, you're right. The Olympics is a tournament like no other. And anybody that tries to go into the Olympics, especially first-timers or even second-timers, third-timers, there's probably a few fourth-timers, Um Josh is there do you have any any stats on Sorry, that? give me give me a second no 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 I'll no, I'll no. it's got to be there Josh It's got to be there
3: I think Phil has played uh, Beijing London Rio and he'll be here in Tokyo so Phil off the top of my head would be my guy
2: I knew there was a fourth right, excellent um but anybody that goes into these games uh and they they try to say well it's just another game and it's, you know and they don't really face the fact that oh you know, this completely different game because a lot of people will just no, nope, it's the same game and they'll try to you know sidestep the pressure or, or sweep it under and just try to you know s- stay mentally tough no I, you know I we we, we're, we can handle this uh, we're ready for this you know this is going to be we're playing the same team same size court you know all the all the um, things you can say to make yourself feel better and relieve the pressure but I really think that that's a mistake um, I think you just have to openly say, well, yeah this is this is this is the big one and I've been thinking about this since I was a kid and this is different than any other tournament and I don't know what to expect and and I think it's going to be pretty overwhelming uh, like so if you expect to get overwhelmed and you're open about it when it happens and you have your supporters around you to help you manage it and you're you know you're not trying to ignore it or or avoid it. You're just ready to face it. Hey, you know whatever comes my, w- my way, I'm prepared to go. You know, face it, face it, address it, and go barrel right through that pressure. And I, and I, that would be my um, my advice to anybody that's going in. Just you know, expect it to be totally overwhelming uh, leading up to that first match.
1: I would have said the complete opposite. So I'm really glad I asked that question. Because I would have said, oh, no, try to bring ev- bring everything back to what you know. Be comfortable. The most comfortable team is going to get the job done. But it sounds like I would have been way off with that assessment. <laughs> so it sounds like a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of preparation for the unknown goes a long way in these types of things. Like you're sitting in the hotel room for a full day just panicking, I guess. Like that's maybe something that
2: happens. Well, and and, and you know, if you're going to bottle it up, and try to be tough and, and macho. No, I can handle anything. I I did all my mental training. I'm, I'm ready for this. Well, yeah, I fake it till you make it. I just think the truth will show itself because it really is a different animal. And like you said, it, not just the, the games and you the two days between things, just you know all the other things around you. You're staying in a village. You're watching other sports. You're going to opening ceremonies. There's media after every match. Um, you know, a posse of people supporting you. Like, it's completely different. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just think if you wake up every day and and just expect some challenge, like a lot of challenges, you'll be ready in the match. And, you know, the whistle blows and you're just say uh, And you feel that, that overwhelming feeling. Hey, man, this is what I expected. It's not going to surprise you. And it's not a secret. So you're just going to go through it. And, you know, if you have to have a few tough rallies to start the game, but you, trust me, I think you'll recover faster when it's not a surprise or, or a secret that you're feeling, you know, pressured. Wow.
1: Okay, Josh, are you like clipping this and like sneaking that into the scouting report we're sending to our, our women out there? They're just going to get a little piece of that in their morning little briefing or? <laughs>
3: uh, absolutely. I think this is the second time on, on a passing Knives episode Mike, or Mark, excuse me, Mike. I don't even know why I said that. Mike East here, Olympic me silver <laughs> medalist, Mike East. No, the one that got me the first time, Garrett, is I think back to the Marquise episode, one of our most downloaded episodes, by the way. If you haven't done it already, go back. But I think uh, th- this reminds me when when Mark felt like his career took off. Now I'm telling it like I'm telling Mark's story. But uh, I mean, if you can combine your personal values to your game then your career really starts to take off right so so mark's a very authentic guy he's a very passionate guy so just interesting to hear him combining this stuff and not trying to be like this big phony and just saying like no the olympics are special this is going to be a big moment and and in talking to other athletes on the show like there's guys like todd rogers who skip the opening ceremonies because they know they don't want to walk two kilometers where maybe a first timer is going to be like no i'm going to go to everything and they don't realize the distraction or the noise that comes with a lot of stuff so i think Yeah, you got to treat it like it is different because it is different. Absolutely. And I think there is going to be some distractions where I, I totally agree with what Mark's saying. It is the phoniness. I think it has to show up every once in a while because this isn't a four star or five star, Garrett. There's a lot of stuff going on.
1: Yeah, well, we don't even see half of it, right? Like, we're not even going to see what all these teams have to do. And I know I fall into the trap of watching and being like, oh, what are they doing? Oh, they're folding up completely. Like, figure it out. But really, like, it's true. Like, you're under such overwhelming pressure. And I I think you said something that I, I didn't even really think about, too, is, like, media after every game. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, no, we just played a pool play game, like, You, you like I gotta talk to. They gotta do a bunch of interviews. Like maybe I gotta go sit on the media desk with Ron McLean or whatever. Like that's that is a huge distraction. And I know some people just like I would ham it up, but that would be a huge distraction for me in a different way. I'd be like, oh yeah, give me more of that. But for some people, maybe just as like, no, that's totally taking me away from my focus. That just that's something I wouldn't have even thought of. Would like yeah, I gotta talk. Wait, I can't head right into my post match. Like I gotta. Go and talk to a bunch of people for out like I don't know, an hour like that. That's
3: wild to me. Even the support staff, Garrett, like even when I find myself being on tour, I'm thinking like I'm there to help the athletes. But think about the amount of times you went on tour, Garrett. How many times did you have a coach or a support yeah, like staff that, or somebody yeah, to warm too, you up? So i like, even get out of here. I don't same, need you. Right? So <laughs> even as a coach, I try not to get in the way and I try to support and stuff. Now it's the Olympics. There's people with badges there from Sport Canada who don't even know you, but they want to be around the venue. Oh, they want but- to show off I- their badge. Like I-
2: you guys are getting carried away they make mountains out of molehills it's not that big a deal well, okay, oh mark. no Let no me tell
1: you said it, it was a big deal uh, you said it you gotta accept it we're accepting you got this guy it. on cbc
3: talking you out uh, criticizing you in front of your friends and family like yeah that's a
1: big one mark everybody in canada's watching you're gonna criticize one of our four women for making a mistake everyone's gonna hear it <laughs> well
2: you're the one that wants me to, to oh to i want that
1: to... no i do want that
2: that's I'm trying to appease the host of this show. Jeez, I can't do it all here, Garrett.
1: Well, listen, uh, nobody we can't do any of it. So we're just thankful that you joined us. I mean, thanks for watching, if you're still watching. I mean, we appreciate it.
2: <laughs> no, but people, you know, when we won the medal, people think, okay, we were, you know, we had this great run, but we, we I got overwhelmed. And I, I'm sure John, if he was on the show, he might fess up as well. But I got overwhelmed in our first match. We lost 15 to one. People don't remember that part. We got crushed in our first match against Spain. You know, it was a double elimination format back then. We were one of the top seeds. We had just won the World Tour event in Berlin two weeks before. So there's some media, and, and I just remember. It. And I tried to fake it. I didn't come clean. And sure enough, the truth showed itself. We lost 15-1 in 20 minutes. I might have, I might have got three points the whole match. One game to 15, they just served me every ball, out, blocked. You know, at 5 nothing. I think the ball blocked and came back and packed me in the face, and it was over. Um, and then, then I fessed up, because then we had a meeting with Hernan, Melissa's dad, who was our coach, and John and our mental trainer, and, you know, they're all looking at me like, what happened? And I'm just like, well, yeah, I, I sh- maybe I should have mentioned something before the match, but I was crapping my pants. Um, and, you know... Th- The feeling I had just saying that and then, you know, a few minutes later, they're still still around and and they're still on my side and they're still getting fired up for the next match. Like honesty is the best policy Um, that that really rang true. And I just honest with my support system and we came back and overnight we went from playing. I went from playing my my worst to my best. And, you know, four or five days later, we played that same Spain team to get in the medal rounds. They went on to upset Brazil and and they were playing pretty well. But um, we beat them 15 to four to get into the semis. So, you know, that's that's how much pressure can play a role um, and how things can turn around when you're when you're open with your teammates. There you go.
1: Well, on that note, Josh, is there anything you really need to share With me, like, I mean, (coughs) do you you need to, is there something missing here? Like, are you, I mean, we have a big shooter, Mark, on the show, like...
3: Are you... I just want I think I should openly and honestly thank you Garrett because we popped off on last week's episode being like oh we're, we're getting all these people reaching out we have all these people who want to be guests but we didn't have a guest last week so it was nice that Mark came through and, I, and you did the legwork the logistics to get him scheduled we, we do have some more guests reaching out but I think that was a big play because we, we were so confident and, and just so happy that all these people wanted to be on the show but the proof was in the pudding <laughs> Garrett nobody that. was on the show we nobody said showed last up last week,
1: week we got so <laughs> many people who want to come on the show no guests Yeah,
2: you got that overwhelming feeling um, at the beginning of last show, no guests, and yeah, we did. Aaron had taken a
3: holiday. We were on break. You know, we came back. We were all excited, but uh, we we didn't put the work in. We didn't find a a guest.
1: Well, listen, and then I put the work in this week. I'm asking around, and then you know what happens? We get a freaking no show. What the heck? How can we have not? We we got 50 minutes, and we haven't we haven't even gone there. Speaking of you know really criticizing people mark I, this is i'm i'm looking so forward to you're not going to do it though you're too nice you're too much of a professional ah you're just a great guy overall i can't we have <laughs> sharp cuts and i usually i can't do it i can't do it josh i can't chirp Marquise. i owe him i owe him too much he's just coming in here being vulnerable honest
3: ah wait what is this this is this is pillow fight not sharp cuts, but... Well, we found the one guy in the volleyball community with no enemies, Garrett. That's our problem. We need to get some more conflict on the show. Yeah, who hates you, Mark?
1: Because we'll get them on next week. <laughs> I don't know. I got
2: a, I I got, a, I got a, a few bones to pick with somebody out there. I just can't of them off, off the top. Well, of my you head might, you. but do they with you? Maybe. I, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez, I, I, might, have, I might have pissed somebody off. I, I'm sure, you know, I, I got into a, a fair number of of altercations on the court during a match, especially in my later years, definitely um, a few players out there, but I don't know. Hey, you know what, what you said earlier about wanting to get to the semi, uh, the quarters, I think that would probably not to switch the subject, but you know, the U S Olympic team is, is, has a goal of getting to the quarters. To me, that sounds strange. Okay. Yes. Right. That sounds strange. And and I know to your father and maybe to you like, your your goal is to come fifth um that seems a little wacky uh for you know especially for a country that's one gold in the past and has all that talent so like but you know uh, I would you know first of all we made that mistake was it a mistake in Atlanta we said you know what John Child actually came up with this suggestion and we're talking about performance goals with Hernan and our mental trainer, he said, you know what? I want to feel what it's like to be in a quarterfinal match at the Olympics to, to get into the medal rounds. That's that's what he honestly just came out, you know, when we were talking about it. John, I, you know, I got something to say. I want to feel what it's like to be in the quarterfinals. And I was a little bit surprised. John doesn't, you know, we just won, you know, we're going for gold. But all of a sudden... I thought for a moment, wow, is he's kind of selling us short? Well, we got to the quarterfinals, and we had the best match of our like. For those that might say, oh well, if your goal is is to get to the quarters, you're going to get there, and then that's it. You're, you're not well. We had the best match of the tournament against you know Spain. That just you know, I already explained that, but 15 to four quarterfinals, and then went on to step on the podium. So, and then in the next two, for Sydney and Athens, we had these goals to win gold. And we came, we lost in the quarters. So maybe it's smart because they are like two separate tournaments. Pool play, get, you, you got to get out of pool play. And, you know, once you get into the playoffs or get, get to the round of 16 or, or final eight, then, you know, then we'll reset our goals. But, you know, there's a lot of work to do. And, you know, you're talking about gold, but, you know, you can dream gold. But I think there is some value to say, no, we've got to get to that quarter's. And we got to bring our best in that quarters. And if you can get into that match, like you're, you know, you're going to be playing a good at a good level. Yeah. And if you, I, I just think there's there is some value to that. And I'm sure we can get into a good See, argument. I, I thought it was a
1: bit weird when he said it, but then I thought about it because indoor and beach would be very different, right? I didn't get it for beach because in beach, you have to get there, like you have to do everything. In indoor, they don't necessarily play the same seven guys for every match right like they mix it up a little bit i mean we'll see what team canada men do at this tournament but for them it's maybe a difference like hey we want everybody we need to get out of pool so we need to do what we need to do and get into the quarter and we want everybody playing well when we hit the quarter so that when we run our full lineup We're ready, you know, we're ready to go because we want to win gold. But if we make it to the quarter and we've either burnt ourselves out or we like blew our load early in the rounds, like, but on beach, it didn't quite make sense to me. Like, well, no, like I have to deliver and perform and win every single game along the way. Like there's no warming into this or like I, I, it didn't, it didn't quite make sense to me. But then again, it sounds like worked out for you a little bit in that, uh, in that Athens games.
2: No, nobody said that our goal is to finish fifth nobody said I, I i just i just want to finish in the quarters nobody said that was the end but their goal and, and is to get to that quarterfinals, and and then you're in that new tournament and, and and you're in that position you're got this fresh fresh perspective and you're playing at a good level and then you just you you go on adrenaline you ride the wave and then you get you know so i I I don't want to say it's it's bad I don't want to say it you know I think it's different for everybody but for a guy like John Child that was that came naturally to him and it worked he he we got to that quarters and he played amazing in that quarter so there you go
1: well I hope we see two Canadian teams in the quarterfinals in Tokyo that would be amazing I just really hope I really hope, and I'll put this out there and maybe I'm giving it life, but I'm gonna do it because I need to speak it. I really hope they don't have to play each other. Like, are you kidding me in Rio? Our two Canadian women's teams gotta flip and play each other early rounds. Like, what are we doing? Like, would you throw, Josh, would you throw a game? Mark, would, Like, would you just fudge, try to fudge it if you could?
3: I don't think on the beach much, you can. There's too much shuffling and with the threes playing and the lucky losers or the point ratio to get through. Like I, I don't think the beach draw can be manipulated that well that you would even true. risk throwing a match.
2: That's true. You can't do it. You know what? I, I don't. I disagree with you, Garrett. Um, you, you know your other Canadian team it's just another team. Like uh, you play them in the quarter. Like I guess if you're a Canadian fan and you're well, yeah, you out. Have, this dream of two Canadians on in the finals or something, but well, if and if you are a fan if, and they're both playing in the quarters, well, you you definitely have at least one team in the medal round. Um, but you know, as a player, I'm look trying to think back. Like, was I worried or cared? Did I care whether we were going to play Conrad lineman and Jody Holden or not? No, I. In fact, I might have wanted to. Yeah. I Right. I mean, you're yeah, you're part of Team Canada, but in beach volleyball, like in sprinting or or in swimming, if you look over on the on the start line and you got another guy from your country, um, he's just another opponent. And you, you want to you have to be ready to bury them. You know, well, and that you're right. It happened in Rio and and maybe some people were upset about it. But I I thought, wow, this is great.
1: Well, it's going to be I was <laughs> upset about it because I'm out. I'm out of it. I'm not, like, if I'm competing, for sure. Like, i am got to take out whoever's in my way. But as I'm a fan, like, I want to see more Canadian volleyball. I want to hear Marquise commentate on more Canadian matches. And the longer both teams are still in the tournament, the more we get to see that. So, I mean, let's hope for a lot not, of Canadian matches.
2: Complimenting me, Garrett. Come on, like, dig into me on something. What? What, what have I done? Have I ever done anything that you, you know, you just want to say something to give me a little rest? Like, come on, let's hear it.
1: No, I I don't have it, Mark. I don't have it. I might have it after. I
2: don't don't get, I don't expect to get ever invited back to this show ever again. If you're not prepared to dig into me about something.
1: No, I'm prepared.
3: I'm well, (laughs) I guess I'm unprepared. I'm ready, (laughs) but I don't have the ammunition. But even those nights at Beach Blast where you were training for Beach Garrett and nobody else was, wasn't it just you and Mark going late on, like, Sundays? Like, you never thought, like, this guy is just giving me the gears right now and I'm working the hardest. I'm the only guy in Canada doing this and this guy's giving me the gears. Like, you've never once been like, this Marquise guy does not know what he's talking about. Not <laughs> not a single time.
2: Not a about, single time. How about that time that we were doing secret training in the morning? And I said, you know, to finish off our little session here, Garrett, we're going to start. We're going to do some sprints with the posts uh, on the courts. And we went all the way down, sprint, jog, sprint, jog. And at the end of it, I'm pretty sure you yacked up something. And then, like, you didn't turn to me and want to give me a, give me the gears then. Like, come on, like
1: probably in that some- moment, probably in that moment, <laughs> for sure. But at this point, no. Like, I would do that. Like, I will. I will do that again in my life I will do that thing we did uh no don't won't. don't hey <laughs> no, don't no, that would, no
2: you'll ever do that again
1: no I'm doing that I'm doing that there next Tuesday I'm gonna be down there you're gonna see me running the post both of you guys
2: next Tuesday at what time I'll be there I'll run them with you
1: all right <laughs> let's
2: do it Check the results. This hasn't happened. Oh, there's not going to be posted well, results. this is
1: what I was saying. Is I'm ready to dig into you about though. Is if you fold up completely with Marcus and lose to Josh's guys, that's unacceptable. And if you don't absolutely, if you don't chirp anybody on the commentary on CBC, Mark, like, hey, we're we're setting okay. up the bigs there. We'll have to have you back after it's all done to have a debrief.
2: Let me write that down. My to-do list for Garrett is to is To beat a national team player this coming weekend,
1: 100%. I would love that and hate it if you didn't. No.
2: I don't even know all the, you know, give me a list, send me a list of the oh, I don't team. even know
1: the list. And you know <laughs> what? I just need Josh to be pissed about it. That's what <laughs> I said,
2: need. Oh, yes. Is Austin on the, on the national team?
3: No, no, although if you check his Instagram, maybe
1: No, if you is, lose I to Austin, we'll
2: be Instagram. embarrassed. You can't lose to Austin. Okay, Austin, uh, I gotta beat Austin Valius. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. you got it. No, you got it. And I remember, and what was oh, I got to dig into somebody on my CBC commentary. You know, I, I had a friend last night. I went over to dinner with my friend, and he says, I can't even remember the word that he, because this happens a lot. People say, hey, if you work in this word somehow into your commentary, you know, I'll give you. It'd be a shout out to me. Come on, you got to work it in. And I can't. Even, I can't remember. You the can't remember word. the word. You blew it. Bye. Oh, I, uh, I I wasn't going to, but... Uh, oh, <laughs> you told him no anyway. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. No. Why oh, don't yeah. I put it out there? Garrett and Josh, for sharp cuts, is there something you want me to try to... Yeah, sharp cuts. It? Sharp you cut. Two episodes every Monday. Sharp, sharp cuts. Cut. Like, I think <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> what if I got a sharp cut for, like, match point, gold medal match point? What a sharp cut by Pavan! Yes. For the gold- sharp cut, subscribe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then subscribe. New episodes every Monday.
2: <laughs> that would be pretty cool if I could do that. Okay. I, okay I mean, I'm cutting the episode okay, right here. It. That's too good. It. It's yeah.
1: just done. No, we're like that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mark, I, I don't have anything, but we'd love to have you back. Honestly, um, yeah, I think my dad had a lot more. I would have a lot more ammunition for you. So if you're looking for that, you're gonna have to give him the gears about bailing on the show. But
2: um, yeah, definitely. Some type of loaf in the bread kind of story for sure. Yeah. So, but
1: this is how the show ends, Mark, is, uh, well, we, a lot of times I find, Josh, we get to the end of the show and we're like, we could keep going. We could keep going. Definitely. Sometimes we don't. And we're not going to tell you who, which guests.
2: We've <laughs> got no more ammunition, so we can't keep going in this case. You well, got no. You got nothing. You just said it. No
1: ammunition. No, hey, well, we got a lot more to talk about. in terms of ammunition, I, yeah, I okay. don't, like, I will wear that. But, but you got to come back, though, because I'll be ready.
2: Mm. So, Josh, let me get this straight. Molesorum not on the podium in Tokyo. Oh. That's, uh, I've alluded to that. Anybody else? Any other favorites that you're going to say you're, are going to tank in, in Tokyo? Oh,
3: be- I think yeah. the only team I don't want to see do well, Mark, is uh, semenov Leshnikov. I think those guys can go suck a lemon. I'm not a big fan of their game or, or how they carry themselves on tour. So if I'm rooting against anybody, it's, it's Russia 2. I, I, I do like Russia 1. I think Krasilnikov is, is quite good. Um, I think Kantor Loziak getting in as a four seed is going to make their pool a pool of death. I think there's a lot of uh, deep depth going on. But uh, I, I think Moulton Sorm are a fantastic team, and I think they'll do well. I just think their performance lately has given doubt that I, th- I think there's some drama where two years ago i would have been like okay they're gonna win and who who else is gonna be in the semis was gonna be my argument but now i think it's a little bit more wide open
2: fair enough so you don't think uh here Garrett's ready to end the show so here i i, uh, open it. I no to, um, it's a classic
1: maneuver by some of our guests to when the show is ending extend further <laughs> and just bring well, up well, your you dad just, would introduce
2: a new topic you just yeah
1: keep it keep it going oh, i, I, I
2: uh, I wanted to clarify, because it sounded like he was going against Mullen Storm, and, and I think like, that's that's a pretty ballsy call. I'll go against Mullen Sorum, then let's go. Okay, so you don't think that, you know, they won how many events in a row, and then this year they're just kind of trying to peak? Like, are they going to win every match, every tournament, all, you know, for four months leading up to the Olympics to peak it? Yeah, I, I think that they're just getting prepared.
3: I have no idea. Uh, I think teams have started to serve mole and they've won some games. So now it's it's shifted the game plan because it was almost like a Todd Rogers Phil thing where everybody was going at Todd and everybody's going at Christian Sorum and they're getting results, getting results. Now somebody's like, you know what? We, we probably don't have the best chance here. Let's go with the big and see what happens. And all of a sudden we, we won. We beat the Volley Vikings. So I think it gives a little bit of hope for some teams where I think Christian Sorum's pretty automatic. Mole, you're going to give up a lot of loud side outs. He's going to side out like crazy, but uh, he's going to hit some balls out of bounds too.
2: I think the Volley Vikings were just setting a little trap.
3: <laughs> would you ever do that, Mark? Would you throw a, a pre-Olympic match to be like, oh, but they're going to watch our game tape on this, Gary? It's false information. Uh,
2: no, I, I just think it's natural. I, I, I would never throw a match. I just think it's natural for a team who's, you know, got all this hype and it's not the time to win... And you got four months leading up, and, and you're you're preparing. You you know it's called periodization, and, and you know I, I shouldn't have to say that to a national. Garrett's team. never heard of it, but I but, I'm no, quite I honestly haven't. Physician. Nobody
3: <laughs> went
1: through that with me. Like that's not a joke. I, what is that? No, I I, I don't.
2: Are no, they I, doing that? Great. You're right. You're right. Garrett wants to win every tournament, and that's what he yeah that's what he did. But you know I just think it's natural to have a little bit of a letdown. Uh, maybe it's a nobody nobody said hey i want to i want to lose a couple games going in so i don't have all this you know but it happened to the you know it happened to pavin and melissa right they they had this streak and naturally as they're getting ready and preparing for this peak in in you know early august you can't be winning every match uh, in april and, and and everybody knows that including the players so, you know, it's just a natural thing for him to have a little bit of a letdown and work your way up and, you know, and, and ramp up and be, be ready. I, I think it, well, again, it's not not, not not necessarily intentional for Mole to not side out the way he's going to side out in, in Tokyo, but um, I think it's just a natural thing for for the top teams to do. Anyways, periodization, period end of the show so gary doesn't believe in that about...
3: he just trains to a full 10 out of 10 every yeah single i need practice. to learn
2: about periodizing. there's no
3: peaks and valleys it's, yeah. it's every day's a go
1: yeah i mean i don't i don't understand that and i mean i need to learn more and mark you you've helped us you've educated us now we won't may not talk to you for a while although you're playing in a tournament this weekend we'll probably see you around but then you're going to be hard in the olympics and we're going to be right there with you except you won't you won't you won't feel us. So, I mean, good luck. I hope you don't <laughs> accidentally curse on on camera.
2: You'll see me. Oh, you hear me. 3 a.m. Will I see you? Will you be on camera? Rarely. Once in a while, we'll do a stand-up. But nice. twice, twice, three times in the Olympics. So you'll probably you'll probably miss it. Get ready for
1: that close-up. Um, I hope you don't accidentally say a curse word on uh, on air. That would be awful. Although I don't hear you curse often in real life, so that's probably fine. But, uh, yeah, good luck. You'll catch Mark on on CBC. And I think we've got to end the show because if we don't, us volleyball people, we could go all night. We could go all night. And we'll have to have you back,
3: Mark. So thanks, everyone, for watching. Josh, you got anything to say? No, I think we're good there. New episodes every Monday. What a sharp cut for the gold medal, Garrett.
2: For the gold medal! (laughs) Sharp cut! It's happening.